Welcome to Presets, Episode 3. I'm Justin Bacchus, and I'm here with my co-host, Justin Doyle. In this episode, Doyle's cooking up something good. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. There's nothing on the shelves anymore, so it's just random things. Yeah, how are you navigating that? You you just getting what you can? Yeah, I mean, we're getting the majority of our stuff. It's like the main... I mean, rice and I mean, we talked about this last time, but rice, potatoes, like I said, there's a lot of potatoes, rice and um, flour. There's like no flour. So we're still cooking a lot of our same stuff. We're just trying to do more of like tostadas. We eat tostadas a lot or we're making chili more often, Mm. like things that have left things that have leftovers, trying to do that a little more often. We went to the store. We were going to make beef bulgogi which is a Korean dish that we, we make often. and Is that from uh, HelloFresh? Yeah, but we couldn't find any ground. Is that the one they have? That, is that the one where they do the meatballs? No, it's like uh, it's like ground beef that's just like all chopped up. Oh, okay. And then you do like pickled cucumber and some like uh, fried carrot, like shredded carrot. It's good. It's really good. But they didn't have bulgogi sauce, so... I was just guessing. Like of all things. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, there was a run on Everybody Korean food. <laughs> <laughs> so no bulgogi sauce. So we got katsu sauce, which is like a Japanese sauce. It was a little sweet. Similar? Uh, the ingredients were similar, but the end result was very different. But they also yeah. didn't have any ground beef. So, Well, yeah, that's like non-existent, I feel like, in stores currently. So they did have like steaks and roasts and stuff like that. And so I got cube steak because it's already smashed down into those really tiny parts. So I was like, oh, perfect. I'll cook it. And once I cook it, I'll just like smash it with a spatula and chop it up into a bunch of pieces. Yeah. But I didn't realize cube steak is like what comes in like chicken fried steak. And so it is extremely like tough. (laughs) It's like an extremely yeah. tough piece of meat, and there was like yeah. no way to really chop it up. So it was a little bit of a disappointing overall <laughs> bulgogi experience. I did that uh, yesterday. We made Philly cheesesteaks, and I bought a roast. I don't know. Do you cook a lot of roasts? Do you ever make? Do you guys ever um, make like pot roasts or anything like that? We don't usually, but my my mom did growing up. That, that was actually like my favorite. I loved roast. Yeah. And a chuck roast is probably, I mean, that's what most people I think are familiar with. It's the, like the fattiest roast, but when you cook it for a long time, all that fat obviously turns into drippings and just keeps the meat moist and you can shred it real good and mm-hmm. it's tender and all those things that you want from like a pot roast. So I was at the store and they had pot, they had chuck roast there, but then they had something called a rump roast mm-hmm. and it was like, three dollars for this four pound rump roast i was like oh that's weird i wonder why it's so cheap and uh they had the chuck roast there that was a little more expensive and we were making philly cheesesteaks and i was just gonna shred the beef and use that for the philly instead of like a instead of like a normal philly type meat mm-hmm. i was like well i'll just get this rump, i'll just get this rump roast and do the same thing i'll throw it in the crock pot cook it for you know six to eight hours and uh started researching like how to cook a rump roast and you can't like find how to cook one anywhere it's like everything – when you search for a rump roast, a chuck roast, it comes up always. It's like, no, I don't want a chuck roast. I want a rump roast. I'm trying to figure out how long to cook this thing. There's like no fat on it. 
And uh, similar to yours, it's extremely tough. Like it has no fat, no marble in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up roasting it in the oven for like three hours. And uh, it just turned out not being the greatest. <laughs> yeah. For, I was like trying to bite into a sandwich and it was pulling like a massive piece of meat out because I couldn't <laughs> chew through it. I'm like, gosh, this is a bummer. <clears throat> Sacrifices you make for uh, COVID-19 right there. I think That's it. I think we often use rump roast when we would do roasts growing up. Um, maybe just because it was See, I wonder how you... like cheaper or maybe because it was less fatty and uh, like all of us kids plus my dad have all like growing up, especially less so now for, for me, I don't know where everybody else stands, but have always been a uh, not fan of like fatty things, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So I wonder if that's why we do that. But same thing, like my mom would just throw it in the crock pot all day forever and it gets all tender. Yeah. Yeah. This did not turn out that way. (laughs) (laughs) It's really disappointing. Tasted good, but I was like, man, this is just not what I was in picture and picturing when I made this. Yeah. At the end of the Bulgogi, because we're cooking it for like, you know, eight people, uh, the it was it was clearly disappointing for me and i was like okay well like i guess this just is what it is and i turned to katie and was like well like i can't remember if she said it or i said it one of us said well like at least everybody ate food today (laughs) 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 given the circumstances at least we all got some rice some meat some vegetables are you are you still cooking every night primarily uh yeah, for the most part we've, we've. I mean, I guess it's only been like a week, so. Yeah, we've taken <laughs> since we last talked. Gotten but. takeout a couple of times, um, specifically going to Pita Jungle. Mm, I just can't uh, can't get so enough good. Pita Jungle. You go all the way to the one in Arrowhead. Um, they have one now. Uh, off of Northern. Oh, by, by Northern. the Harkins there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. If you go there in the next couple of weeks, if you do takeout from there, have you had their? Uh, blue corn tortilla nachos uh-uh. it, they're the best we get them every time we go it could suffice as a meal it's huge but we share it like as an appetizer before yeah but you can add meat to it, it comes with you know beans and cheese and meat and all the different things i mean it's they're the, it's the best thing on their menu by far man i i always end up getting occasionally I'll, I'll be in the mood for a burger and their burgers are really good it's got like the arugula on top uh-huh. and stuff um, but I really love just the flavor of their grilled chicken. So we'll yeah. do like their grilled chicken and hummus plate. And it's just like, mm-hmm. man, cilantro jalapeno hummus. Get some of that ghost pepper sriracha over the top. Mm. Man, you're a spicy guy. I always forget that. <laughs> I do like spicy. <clears throat> I like my spicy. <laughs> <laughs> J- uh... Justin likes his chicken spicy. <laughs> Seinfeld reference for those who don't know. How's everything else? How's uh, uh, it's been a week since we last talked. Uh, nothing has seemed to change as far as our predicament we find ourselves in. Yeah, we're still recording on a video, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's been good. Uh, plenty of time to record, so that's been nice. Yeah, yeah. We uh went on like a five mile walk yesterday around the neighborhood. Yep, did another. Probably two and a half, probably two and a half miles today. Um, two different walks. We did like a half mile walk this evening, but it was kind of chilly out. So mm-hmm. 
Just finding lots of time to walk around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like, same as we talked about before, my time seems to be slowly and slowly, uh, like, compounding on itself. <laughs> yeah. And every day, every day I'm like, okay, I've got some more time now to do this or this. <laughs> I just feel like it's it, every day it's, you know, I try to fill my schedule, but nothing changes. It's just the same every, every day, you know? Yeah. Um, but we went to the white tanks. Have you, have you hiked the white tanks before? Uh, I've done like the waterfall hike. Yeah. We took the kids there yesterday and surprisingly wasn't busy at all. I was expecting it to be like packed with people just because people are off and they're trying to get outside and stuff. But we went on a hike yesterday and it was super nice out. It was fun. I didn't realize you have to pay to get in the white tanks, which is kind of a letdown, I think. Oh, yeah. It's like 10 bucks, <laughs> A right? little bit. Yeah, for a whole day. I'm like, my kids ain't hiking for a whole day. <laughs> hiking for like 30 minutes, and then we're leaving. <laughs> they should have like an express pass or something. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. I feel like I have so much time uh, just to do random things. So, speaking of coronavirus, have you checked out John the Johns Hopkins uh, university like website where they track the coronavirus. I ended up no, I haven't yet. You should Google it, pull it up. I am right now as we speak. Is that the one you were talking about last time with all the dots? Um, th- this one's slightly different, but this is the most in-depth one that I've seen. Oh, it's the one with all the blue. Is that the one, or is it different? Um, it's got like a world map, and it's got like stats for like every country but is it all blue are all the countries blue oh like different shades of blue maybe on mine they're gray on the left it says like total confirmed cases and has all the countries listed out john hopkins university data as of march 26 2020 at 2 p.m eastern time has confirmed cases and then it has all of the countries you can click on the countries Mm -hmm. it's like an interactive map yep total confirmed 531,860 people, 24,000 deaths, 122,000 recovered. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> we passed, we passed China, bro. I know that's, that happened today, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Today. That happened today. Deaths though. We haven't even come close. Yeah. I mean, we have what? 1200, 1200 deaths. They have 8,000 in Italy, 4,000 Spain, 3,000 in China. Wow. Yeah. So we got like a third of the deaths. Man, it's just starting crazy. You feel like we're in the same spot as we were before? Like we're still on the upswing? Like it's only going to get worse before it gets better? Yeah, I think so. I um, listening to the president say yesterday that he wanted everybody to be back at work by Easter seemed a bit <laughs> optimistic. Yeah. Even working at a church multiple meetings i was in three meetings i've been in where they're like um like that would be great (laughs) but (laughs) it doesn't seem like that's the situation we're in yeah it's 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 crazy man you can't scroll on these things on what what thing you can't like scroll up and down on these or oh yeah you can there you go sorry i'm just trying to figure this out here oh yeah trying to look man look at the midwest there's like nothing I mean, there's some, but it's yeah, well, obviously fairly. Well, what's scary is that like we're not even like this doesn't show how many people have been tested in like South yeah. South Korea 
has tested. I mean, wow, man, that's crazy. South Korea only has 9,000 confirmed cases and 4,000 have already recovered, only 131 deaths. And they've tested like Everybody? something like 300,000 people. Oh, no. We've tested and we've, we've tested like nobody. Rona. I mean, not nobody, but we still have a lot of people to test. Yeah, we, I think we've tested 300 people in the state of Arizona. South Korea coronavirus test numbers. Let's see. From Wednesday, March 25th. So this was from yesterday. So we've tested ab- about the same amount of people as South Korea now. Now, uh, but we have a, let's see, what's their population? South Korea population. But we have six times the amount of people. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, this is totally off subject a little bit. Not off subject, but different part of the map. The map that shows daily increase. Mm-hmm. It's like the lower right. I mean, I wonder if that's in regards to testing, though. Like, there's a drastic jump on March 17th from 1,000 people being diagnosed to 5,000. Mm-hmm. And then it goes up to, at the end of March, 18,000. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that 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 is exactly that. It's it's testing. If you look at the the map of South Korea, their their bump in testing, their biggest day was March second because they were testing so much earlier than us. Oh yeah. And now you know our biggest day is today. <laughs> <laughs> like we're just yeah. now, like. If we were saying we were 11 days behind Italy, which now we're outpacing Italy, we're going to pass Italy. We've already passed Italy in number of cases. Um, we'll probably pass Italy in deaths before this is all over. Yeah. And uh, they have 8,000 deaths, 10,000 recovered. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And South Korea, like, is like you basically through it. Already through it. You can see their daily increases. They had a day. The the 22nd, they didn't have any new cases. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Gosh, New York City, 365 deaths. Yeah. Crazy. So not to be a Debbie Downer for everybody, but... (laughs) Uh, Do you think... I was talking to someone about this earlier today. Do you think, like, the vast amount of... Or the vast increase in cases for us, do you think that comes from, like, a stance of well we're just we're not going to get it here like almost like a i'm not going to say ignorant because that's a that word sounds negative and derogatory but almost almost like a we're the united states we've never had this happen i mean obviously it's here but yeah i mean you see all this stuff going around with like florida all these spring breakers you think it's just people thinking we're too good to get it or too advanced or we're on top of it and as a result we think we can just do whatever we want yeah i think that you can call that American exceptionalism that like, yeah, for whatever reason, especially on the world stage, America thinks that the rules that apply to everywhere else in the world basically don't apply to the United States because America, you know, it's like that mindset. And, uh, I mean, you, so think about this, like our first confirmed case, I think we talked about this last time, maybe not. Our first confirmed case of coronavirus was on the exact same day as South Korea. How many people are in South Korea, though? 51 million. How many do we have in the United States? Like, do you know? Upwards of 300 million. 
Yeah. And it's geographically much more spread out. So in theory, it, it would spread significantly easier over the in ent- entire country in Korea. Um, but I think that there is a good argument to be made that that mindset of, oh, this is nothing, this will just blow over, is a big part to blame. And I think that that starts from the top down. Um, we had a pandemic response team that existed uh, that was set up after Ebola. Bas- basically, uh, it was like 2009 was the H1N1 flu. Yeah. And then 2014, I believe, was Ebola. And after Ebola, uh, President Obama at the time was like, this is ridiculous. This is just going to happen more and more. We need to have people whose sole job on the National Security Council in the White House is to look for, plan for, and prepare for pandemics. And so he established an entire office with a head that sits on the National Security Council. And the entire office's job is to identify potential pandemics and to to take care of those potential pandemics. And so... Um, basically, like like with Ebola, for example, the way they took care of the pandemic is immediately we sent teams to West Africa. Ebola is a much different, uh, much more deadly disease, but a lot harder to transmit disease. Yeah. And but but they knew that like, hey, we need to do something about this right now. So immediately they sent teams to. Uh, Africa, Sierra Leone, I believe. And there was something like 100 doctors in the entire country of Sierra Leone. Like they had no infrastructure to be able to effectively deal with it. And so it was like, hey, we have to step up right now in order to take care of it or else this is going to be really bad. And rightly or wrongly, that is the role that the United States has played forever in on the world yeah. stage for for a hundred years basically since post-world war one it's like the united states is the one that that sets the tone for the how the way the rest of the world reacts to things and so they sent teams there they mobilized the military and built hospitals to deal with the ebola epidemic and they were basically able to keep the epidemic any in West Africa from spreading and becoming a pandemic to where it was everywhere. So fast forward to December of 2019 and Wuhan has its first novel coronavirus case. Um, well, I guess so, so, so December, 2019, that was the first novel coronavirus case. But the problem was that office in the national security council that was created to deal with pandemics, like what their role would have probably been is to immediately go to China, say, China, we're coming. What do you need? Here's all of our expertise and try to keep it there. That would be the first thing to do. But in 2018, the current administration uh, got rid of that entire office of the National Security Council. So there isn't anybody in charge of pandemic response anymore. So I, I think that there is a top-down mentality of 
it won't happen here. It will be fine. We don't need to be prepared for pandemics like this, even though all of like the epidemiologists that study this have been saying for a very long time that like it's only a matter of time before we have another 1918 Spanish flu which is basically what we're experiencing now is that yeah. like it's only a matter of time till there's something that we're not able to deal with and with H1N1 we got lucky because we are actually good as a country dealing with flus luckily because we have vaccines that we develop every single year for like 3 mm. or 4 flu viruses so we're actually really effective at dealing with flus otherwise h1n1 would have been even worse but yeah but with coronaviruses like mers and sars and covid19 we don't have vaccines for them like we just have we like we just don't have that same level of technology and expertise and so we're yeah. really caught with our pants down being unprepared and then to have that first case in the United States in January and then to do nothing until mid March and start taking it seriously <laughs> yeah. as a country. Like that's, that's how people die. Like lives could have been saved, but weren't. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I find that really problematic yeah. um, because I look at like the role of the government and it's like, if you're not preparing for the, like when it comes to the military, we have what ten thousand stockpiled nuclear weapons, enough to blow up the world ten times over. Like, like we're prepared for the worst case scenario militarily, but for some reason the government decided that this wasn't an area to prioritize being prepared. Yeah. So that's yeah my two cents. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. I don't know. I think it's that mentality that, I don't know, kills us. Because even now, I mean, even with everything that's happening with, like, the 15 days to slow the curve or flatten the curve and all this stuff, I feel like nothing's changing society in our society that's besides people just staying home. Yeah. You know, but, like, nothing's really – like, you go to the store and there's still tons of people. You go out, there's still tons of people. You know, there's – I don't know. Yep. Even, like, talking with our family, you know, like – like, oh, we can just come over. And it's like, no. That's not <laughs> we what we're supposed to be doing right yeah. now. Especially like you're still like there's there's people that, you know, we know that are still working. Like they still their jobs haven't sent them home. Like they still have to go to work. Yep. And it's like, I don't I'm not concerned about you going to work. I'm concerned about the people you work with and what they're doing on their free time, on their their yep. time at home. What are they doing, you know? And it's hard to explain that to people. Even like talking to some people, it's like, oh well, this is there's something else behind the scenes and this isn't as bad as we think it is. People are just freaking out. And it's like, no, it is. Like, we're here. We're in yeah. it. And I think the scary part is it's probably worse than we know because we haven't tested enough people. And so, yeah. like, Katie, Katie's co-worker's son is in fifth grade, and their whole family's freaking out because he's, like, very symptomatic to a T for, like, coronavirus but because he's not in need of hospitalization in Arizona, he cannot get tested right now. So are they all just staying home? Yeah. Yeah. And like their, their like elderly mother is staying with them right now. Oh. And so she's upstairs and not allowed downstairs and he's downstairs and not allowed upstairs. But like, Gosh. 
like he could have already infected somebody else in the house and then like that could infect the elderly grandmother and yeah. not being able to test everybody and know because that's what South Korea is doing is like, okay, this one person has it. Who has this person come in contact with? We need to test everybody. And so yeah. you test everybody and then everybody knows if they have the virus or not because they're not going to be symptomatic. They're not going to be sick for five days. So then they yeah. know to stay away from people, to stay home, to lock themselves down so that they don't get other people sick. So that That's what really is effective, uh, yeah. like partnering this social distancing and like the actual testing, you know? Yeah. You know, what's scary too is with like kids, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're thinking about this with our kids. Like obviously if, if they get symptomatic, they're not, they might just seem like they have a cold, you know? Yep. You know, runny nose and coughing and maybe a fever. I guess it is a fever if, if you have coronavirus, but, um, the scary thing is if, if like Malachi say got coronavirus, he would be, he'd be taken away from us and then we wouldn't get to go with him. Mm. He'd have to go all by himself. He'd have to go to the hospital. We wouldn't be allowed to go see him. We'd be stuck at home. He'd be stuck there. I mean, it's a pretty terrifying thing yeah. to think about just the drastic measures that are being taken now, uh, to try and protect people. Um, it's just crazy. Anyways, crazy times, crazy times. Oh, well that is, concludes the weekly coronavirus update. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in much more light news, you started a new Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Basically as a result of our podcast last time. <laughs> it was like was the like, next well, I day. All, <laughs> yeah, I got all this extra time in my mind I'm thinking and you made a good point like I already post that stuff anyway, so might as well start one and see what happens. Um You already got like 200 followers, man. I know. People want um, that food. You know what's funny is it's not anything good either. It's just like normal food. I think people just like watching that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like intriguing. <clears throat> it's like my bread. No no one – like there's nothing fascinating about the bread. I think it's just watching somebody put flour in a, in a jar. Yeah. Or pour chocolate chips into a jar like making cookies. It's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I could watch this for another hour, you know. But yeah, started one. Um, I figure all the free time I have and I mean, I cook a lot of meals a day, so might as well just throw them up there and have them there for people to look at and use if they want. But all right, you got to plug, you got to plug it, man. Yeah. It's, uh, cooking with just Doyle. So it's my Instagram handle, uh, at just Doyle, but cooking with at just Doyle or sorry, at cooking with just Doyle. <laughs> it's a lot of words. Um, Something else too. I don't know if you know this is Instagram. If you try to space, it always gives you, uh, like an underscore. Oh, okay. Like you can't just put a space. You can't just have like cooking with just oil. It has like the lot, the underscores put in there. Um, but anyways, yeah, at cooking with just oil. Um, I changed my logo on both my normal account, and my other account to kind of match each other a little bit. It looks sharp. Yeah, I asked my sister if she'd be willing just to. I said, Hey, could you like draw a profile of my face and just do whatever you want, make it look cool for this new thing. And she did the one with just the hat and then she did the chef hat one too. And I was like, man, those are sweet looking. So I ended up just putting it for both. And then if people are following either or they're somewhat similar, but you know, different. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's been cool. Uh, 
I'm about to make more bread tomorrow. So I'll be putting that on there. Um, How did the bread turn out? Yeah, I don't do the bread. I don't think you had cooked it yet when we recorded no, last. La- so last time we were the last episode when we got done recording, I was going straight to start it uh, to let it rest overnight. <clears throat> and uh, it was just as I thought it would be. It was delicious. Nice. <laughs> it was. And I mean, it was it's pretty like. I, I don't think you could really mess it up that bad. I mean, I think there's minor things that could have made it better. Like I like sourdough and it has a lot of whole holes in it and airy, but really chewy, you know? Yeah. This one was a little more dense. Didn't have a ton of, you know, big air, air pocket holes in it. But, um, yeah, it was, it was really good. I was really surprised. And when it came out of the oven and it looked the way it did, I was like, dang, I'm surprised it looks like that. I was expecting it to be awful. I'd heard from tons of people that like usually your first couple of loaves are pretty rough. Um, but I, I talked to some other people that bake a lot and like the dense, like my bread was really dense. It wasn't very airy. Didn't have a lot of holes. They say that comes like with time with like your starter as it gets older and it continues to ferment and just get more and more yeasty uh, that, that helps it develop into a more chewy uh, sourdough bread. Um, so I don't know. It, it was good. It was delicious. I, we ate the whole thing in one day. Nice. <laughs> the whole loaf. It wasn't that big. It was pretty small, but I'm making the same thing tomorrow. I'm going to make two loaves and, uh, we're having dinner tomorrow night. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make some of that. And it's kind of, you have to like prep for it though. Like I had to take my starter and feed it this morning and prep for tonight to actually start my loaf. So it's kind of like a process, even making a loaf of bread. You can't just take the starter out and throw it right into your loaf. You have to like feed it and let it get to its high level of fermentation before you put it into your water. And, um, anyways, no one wants to hear about that. It was good. <laughs> Got to open a bakery next, man. Oh man. So in the midst of this, I started following this thing on Instagram called noble bread. It's like a bread company in Phoenix. And, uh, they make a ton of different types of breads. Um, it looks delicious. Like I'm like, man, so I'm gonna start tagging them and all my bread stuff. Maybe they'll uh let me come try some of their bread out. But they look like they make some really good bread. <clears throat> but yeah. Nice. Hopefully people will enjoy it. Go follow it if you uh like cooking out there, if you enjoy cooking or want to get better at cooking or just want new ideas. That's right. Come uh come find it and uh, there'll be some stuff on there. Well, moving along, I was curious uh if you had seen anything in the news, the tech news world about the new iPad Pro. Nada. Nothing. I've heard, I've heard nothing. Okay, you should go check it out because um, the iPad Pro itself looks the same, but the case that comes with it is pretty interesting. Is this coming out? When's it coming out? Or is it already out? I think you can order it now. Oh, yeah, it looks the same. Magical piece of glass. Well, how do you know? Is the case on here? Like if I'm on if I'm on Apple, um, click on keyboards. Oh yeah, ooh, pretty slick looking. It has a mouse pad. Yeah, it's got a mouse pad and it kind of floats. Trackpad on there and just stays in position where oh, you put yeah. it. Wonder if you could buy one of those cases for your iPad. No, my mine's the previous design generation. You might be able to All with right. like the with the like last one. year's iPad Pro. Man, I've always wanted an iPad. That's been like something I've always wanted. No time like Corona quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Eating a ton of food, gaining a bunch of weight, <laughs> buying iPads. <laughs> it's going to be a great little uh, 
months in of just being at home. So what do you yeah, think about the iPad having a little bit more of a like laptop look with like being able to use a mouse pad and like click on things? I think it's sweet. In my mind, I would have bought the iPad over like a MacBook Pro anyways or a MacBook Air. Yeah. Um, I like the like condensability of it, being able to throw it in a backpack. I like the way they look, especially the new ones. Um, not that yours doesn't look nice. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> No, the new ones, the, new, the edge to edge, just, the squareness of it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the squareness of like the way Apple's kind of gone rather than like when you think about like an old iPhone, how it has the rounded somewhat back, you know, mm-hmm. um, I like the, the way the new iPads are. I'm, I think it's sweet. Like looking at that keyboard and the way it floats like that. I mean, it would give you even more reason and the, the cost difference. Like if you're not using it for, you know, needing a ton of space and doing all that stuff, like for me, an iPad would be perfect. If I could get a pencil and I take so many notes in a notebook um, which I like doing, but if I had an iPad, I would much rather be able to do that and keep all that stuff on like in sync in my cloud with all my other devices. And yeah, um, I think it's, I think it's awesome. I wonder if they're like, well, they would never get rid of like their MacBook pros or anything like that, but I wonder if they're finding just demand for that with iPads or something. Yeah. I think, I think they have a genuine feeling of, the iPad being the more consumer focused laptop solution that basically if you don't need, and even in some cases, if you do do stuff like, like I could in theory, it would, it would take a lot of effort still at this point, but I could record and edit our podcast on on my iPad. And there's some really good third party apps for that. But yeah. generally, like if you're not doing stuff in like the photo editing, uh, graphic design, video editing, music production world, like an iPad is probably the better solution for you. Well, even for like my sister who designed like my logos for my new Instagram stuff. Yeah. She uses an iPad. She got one for Christmas and that's what she's been using for all of her. Like she does a ton of drawing. She has a ton of like. Um, I don't know what you call it. What is it called? Like calligraphy where you're hand, you're good at handwriting. So she does yeah. a lot of cursive stuff. Um, so she does like, she's designing all these, you know, mobile downloaded stuff where people can like, you could, she can email these mobile downloads and then they can print from whatever they need to print from. And, um, she's doing that all from an iPad with a pencil, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, I think for like your run of the mill person, like for me and Mercedes, if like, I know I've talked about, I'd really love to have a, a Mac computer. Um, but at the end of the day, we both don't need a Mac computer. You know, like we don't need where you're doing all the stuff you're doing when it comes to editing and you're doing your podcasts and videos, like all that for you, it makes sense for me and Mercedes. We could do much cheaper with buying two iPads and having them each have our own and be able to do everything we need on them. Totally. Um, I just think like the vast population of people, they wouldn't use like a MacBook Pro for all the stuff it's designed to do. Yeah. Like I think the I think the iPad is a much more versatile, easy to use, like your run of the mill person that uses it for work or whatever. Like I don't I don't think like I know I don't use it when I have even the MacBook Pro I have now, it's super old. I know there's probably stuff on here that it does, but I've never have used it before. Right. You know? And even for just daily tasks, like 
the iPad, not to get too technical, but like the iPad is so much faster than yeah. a regular quick? computer. Yeah, it's very quick. So, so Apple builds its own chips for mm-hmm. like your for your phone and for your iPad. That's part of the reason your phone being so small is so powerful, but the battery still lasts really long is because their chips are really integrated into the system in a way that it doesn't take up a lot of power to run the chips. Um, So like, like your computer, like you might be familiar with like Intel Mm -hmm. chips being in your computer and that's still what Mac computers use eventually their rumor is that they will bring their own chipset to Max, and then Max will benefit from having all of that extra speed. Uh, but mm. it will also break things, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it will inevitably break things, but because like all of the applications and stuff that are written are currently written to run on like Intel chips. And so there's a yeah. lot of, things that go into that that have to be decided and figured out. But I think ultimately that will be a a long-term really good thing for Mac computers to have their own Apple built processors. Do you have a iPad air? Is that what you have? Uh, No, it's an iPad pro. It's, it's the um, like there's the, the new one that just came out, which is an upgrade of the previous one. And then I have the one before that. Okay. Yeah, I was just I'm looking on their website. I mean, iPad Air, iPad Pro is 800, iPad Air 499, iPad 329. Yeah. And I I mean, I use my iPad and my iMac. Like I use them both daily, you know. Even Yeah. I would say my my iPad You're using both of them right now, I'm assuming. Yeah. I I would say my iPad is the most is like my most personal computing device. Like, do you use it at work still and take notes and all that on it? Uh, yes, if I'm taking notes. <laughs> but I would say, like, uh, we just refinanced our house, and yeah, so like all of the paperwork that I needed to sign, I was able to just put in a folder on my iPad and just sign it with my pencil and send it back. Yeah, see, that's sweet. So stuff like that, it's just super simple. And then most of my, like, just browsing the internet happens more on my iPad than on any of my devices. Yeah. Yeah, I think functionality, it's a way better purchase for what, if I'm, like, talking personally, what we would use it for. Um, I just like the way it looks. Every time I end up looking at them, I'm like, oh, I wish I could get one. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know they're they're just they're awesome every time i go to costco they're sitting right there on that little verizon uh or that little apple bench mm-hmm. and uh yeah they're i think it looks sweet i think it looks well I, w- I would definitely pursue it well cool i just wanted to get your opinion on especially that keyboard because i think that that's yeah. that's really cool and i really like being able to adjust exactly where the ipad is tilted and having it mm-hmm. be raised up like a screen a little bit more. Um, yeah. Both of those are really exciting options. That, on that keyboard, I wonder how stable that is. Like it seems like to looking be. at it from a looking at it from a profile view, it has like that one hinge point on the bottom mm-hmm. that goes from horizontal to vertical, and then it has that other hinge point that allows you to to adjust the angle. I don't know. I feel like it. I mean, I guess it's not that heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I. I 
I want to get my hands on one and and check it out. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's sweet. All right, well, moving from the iPad to the iPhone, I have a topic that I've wanted to uh, bring up for a while, and that is the idea of what is acceptable use of my phone. And this is like a prime time to bring that up, too, because you're probably on your phone more often today and this week than you have been in the past. That's true. So, uh, yeah, we don't get to do it very much right now, but do you bring your phone out in the pub in a public restroom? Yeah, no question. <laughs> Both the stall and the urinal? Oh, uh, well, the stall for sure. Yeah. Like if I'm sitting down, <laughs> I'm taking my time, you know, uh, maybe it depends a little bit on where I'm at too, though. I think there's, you, you could, you could probably go a bunch of different ways here, but like there's times when I go into the restroom, into a stall and I don't want to be there long. So I probably wouldn't pull it out, but like if I'm at work and I'm going downstairs to the stall restroom. So if anybody's listening from work, I know there's a few of you, <laughs> like I'm going downstairs into a stall there. Uh, usually I'm going to my preferred stall and I'm taking my time. So yeah, I take it out at the urinal. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it's unacceptable to take it out at the urinal. (laughs) No, I I don't know. That's what I'm getting your opinion. I, I feel like I've taken it. I've taken it out at the urinal before. Um, I probably do more than I don't. I don't know if it's acceptable or not. So I felt, I've felt pressure i feel like that's a very odd sorry just real quick i feel like that's a very odd like standing one hand doing something get the (laughs) other the other hand with the phone out of your pocket then use it i just feel like that's a not a smart move yeah there yeah well and and that's why i'm I'm bringing it up i felt some pressure because the urinal that i use most often I use all during the week at work and it's most of the time just me. So like, of course I've got my phone out, but then the single one all the way to the left. That's by itself. I go all the way to the right. Now I go to the short urinal. Hey, that's changed since we last talked about this short urinal (laughs) for a short man. (laughs) So I go all the way to the right, pull out, pull out my phone. A lot of times I'm walking in with my phone already out. But what I've noticed is that on the weekend, I feel a different type of pressure when there's like somebody else at the urinal, like next to me or even two down, because then all of a sudden I think in my mind that they're like, what's this dude doing with his phone now? So that's funny. I was going to (laughs) bring every time I have mine out at the urinal and someone walks in, I try to put it away super fast. Yep. (laughs) Or like hide it on my stomach. Like. I'm not doing nothing over here. That, that's the pressure I feel. I'm like, I was just browsing Twitter, I swear. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a... And two, like, if you're... I don't know. I feel like when I pull my phone out, if I'm at the urinal, like, how long am I expecting to stand at the urinal for? Like, is it... Do I really need my phone out for the, you know, 12 to 15 seconds that I'm standing there? 12 to 15 seconds? It's like a rocket ship, man. <laughs> how long are you standing there for? Two minutes? I don't know. I don't time it. <laughs> I think I'm not saying I, I don't I know I take mine out at the urinal, but I feel like the stall is if you're talking about etiquette is far more acceptable than the urinal. So how do you feel about the shower 
obviously you're you're by yourself in the, the shower. shower. How do you feel about taking your phone into the shower? Like at home? Yeah. Oh, I always say, I, well, I don't take it into the shower. How would I do that? You take yours in the shower? So ever since I got an, a, an upgraded phone that's <laughs> supposedly waterproof and I'm putting it to, no, it's to not. the test. I have this. I, so I upgraded my phone too. I have the same one as you. You do? Uh, I do. I never talked about this. We got, me and Mercedes got them. Um, we both got new phones because she shattered her screen. Uh, and she was having a shot. She had a shattered screen for like six, seven months. And finally I went in and started talking to him about getting upgrades or getting a new phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just ended up both getting a new one probably two months ago, two or three months ago. Nice. But uh, I didn't know they were waterproof like that. Supposedly you could drop it fully submerged <laughs> in water and pull it out and it'll be fine. So you could. So what are you doing? Hanging it in the shower somewhere? So, so <laughs> it, it depends this is something I hadn't told you yet. So me and Katie have been, when we're home, now we're not home, but when we're home, we've been using the guest shower more than our regular shower. Huh? Um, is there a reason? Well, one I've, I've missed ever since I have a master bathroom for like three years now. I've just missed how everything gets steamy in the much smaller enclosed uh, space. I miss that too, man. I, you never think about that, but yeah, it's nice. It's a good feeling. It is a good feeling. Everything's warm and steamy. Especially you, man. Yeah. I know you like your steaminess in there and your socks. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> and like one uh, of the purest sorry. joys for like my entire life and still until I started having showers in the master shower was, you go in, you turn on the shower, but then you do what you need to do before you take a shower. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Just let that let it run and yeah, get what you got to get done. Yeah, you're doing your business in the steam. Like that's a wonderful feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you're in a sauna, get to do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So so there's that aspect to it, and then the other aspect is that the guest shower is roomier and has better water pressure is it a tub shower yeah it's a tub shower and i replaced the curtain rod with one of those ones that's like like arched so it curves outwards yeah it feels like you can park a car in the shower now it's (laughs) there's so much space do you feel like you spend more time in that one probably yeah especially now that so when i'm in that shower i take my phone in and I just put it on one of the little ledges for shampoo and just, just let it sit there and play a podcast. Man, that is going to change my routine a little bit, knowing that I can do that. Because normally I take my phone in to our master bathroom and I set it over on the counter, speakers pointing upwards towards the ceiling against the wall. Yeah. So that that sound travels. Yep. <clears throat> and... uh I have to blast. I have to turn the volume all the way up in, in order to hear it when I'm in the shower. Uh, but we have the same thing in our shower. We have like the shampoo holder things. Um, but I never knew you could take your phone in there. Yeah, yeah. And I've always growing up, I never had one, but I always wanted a shower radio. Oh, I had one for a little bit. That was like my. I remember seeing them in the stores. I remember there was a red and yellow one that I wanted. <laughs> Never got it. 
and I've always I've always liked listening to things when I'm in the shower. Music, podcasts, whatever it might be. That's gonna change the game, bro. Yeah, it's a game changer. It's gonna, it's gonna double my shower my shower time. <laughs> well, good. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm glad to know that you don't think that it's strange that I bring <laughs> my phone no. into the shower. No. Next thing that's gonna be added is a garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> Live your whole I'll life make a, in there. Make a salad in the shower. There's no reason to leave. <laughs> Every time uh, I think of that, too, I think of uh, the movie The Truman Show. Oh, yeah. Where there's all the people that are just constantly watching The Truman Show. Yeah. And the uh, the one guy that's just in his bathtub watching it, like it, it always cuts to him and he just like is living his life in the bathtub watching the Truman show. <laughs> yeah. It's just like Kramer from Seinfeld, bro. That's right. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. There is something though, too, going back to like the bathroom stalls. Um, I'm never like ashamed, but I feel like when I sit down in the bathroom stall and my pants are down, I pull them up to my knees to pull my phone out of the pocket and I don't pull it out of the pocket down when it's around my ankles. Because you're afraid somebody's going to see you. Because if someone's next to me, yeah, if someone next to me looks over, my hand's pulling my phone out. (laughs) You know, I don't want them to think less of me if they know who I am because they can see my shoes, you know? That's right. (laughs) So, I don't know. Now I think about it, maybe it's unacceptable everywhere. Probably in the time of coronavirus, we we should be touching our phones (laughs) a lot less. (laughs) I feel like I've been on my phone way more these past few weeks than I have been in the last couple of years. Like, I feel like I'm constantly just looking at it, which is probably not the best thing. Are you way behind on podcasts now? Yeah, because there's no drive time. So usually I listen to it when I drive. Uh, All I mean, I listen to a large chunk of my podcast at the gym. Mm -hmm. Uh, That two hours that I'm there, I usually get through at least one. Um, But that's no longer a thing because those are closed. Even being at work and doing stuff like the stuff I would do at work that would take my attention, not a lot of attention. So I could listen to a podcast. Um, obviously not doing that stuff anymore. So I feel like I'm trying to fit them in. Like, you know, like we painted a wall in our house this past week and we painted our front door. Um, so I'm just trying to like fit them in when I'm doing projects or when the kids are napping or if I'm cooking breakfast in the morning, when I get, you know, what, when I get up and the kids are done with their breakfast, I'll put one AirPod one AirPod in and try and listen. Yeah. But it's throwing me all off my rhythm as far as like, I, I had, I listened to probably, I know, I know I'm not listening to many as you, but I probably have 20, maybe 15 Yeah, on my overcast app. Um, and I had like a pretty good rhythm of how I cycled through them, you know, like there were certain ones I listened to at work. There were certain ones I listened to when I drove, there were certain ones I listened to at the gym, mm-hmm. but now I'm like all thrown off and all over the place because now I'm just throwing them in, you know, whenever I can. Um, and it's even more of a bummer when the, the really long ones come out. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like, I mean, one of them Jocko podcast, which is one I listen to on a weekly basis. They're like four to five hours long. Um, and I can't just pop that in only when I'm driving from here to the store, which is three minutes, Right? (laughs) you know, like I can't listen to it like that. I got to listen to at least 30 to 45 minutes at a time. Um, so yeah, it's kind of throwing me off a little bit. Same for you. I'm assuming. Yeah. I, 
I was so close uh, on catching up on some of my podcasts. Yeah. Uh, like I was recent on all of my politics podcasts, all of my sports podcasts, and all of my tech podcasts. Those are like the three main categories. And then I have two other categories. One is um, like more public radio style broadcasts so like planet money freakonomics um those type of podcasts and then one that is more of uh still public radio style but more of stories so like radio lab and 99% invisible and so i was all have you found sorry go ahead sorry. i was just going to go say ahead. i was almost i was almost caught up with uh those other two categories to being current like I was listening to mm-hmm. Planet Money podcasts that were talking about things that happened in like September, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh Damn. man, like it's been so long." But like I'm so behind on these podcasts, so I've cranked through those, almost caught back yeah. up, and now I'm just like, I'm not even caught up on any of my categories of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Do you find something I've noticed that has started to happen over the past couple of weeks that's kind of been being in this new normal? is I'm starting to like look at the title of a podcast and reading the synopsis and thinking, is this one I need to devote my time to, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like instead of, instead of where before I'd listen to every one because I had the time yeah, and I have the time now, I guess. Um, but you know, I knew I was going to have a 30 minute drive time today. So Hey, there's a 30 minute one on there. I know I'm going to get that one in, so I won't delete it. But now I feel like I'm getting to the point where all the podcasts that like my sport, like sports podcasts, suddenly they're, they're a little different now. They're not, they're not the same as like Bill Simmons is a little different than what it would have been at this time of the year last year. Right. Don't you, don't you feel that? Yeah, definitely. It's- so I feel like I'm start. I feel like I'm starting to look at them and say, well, I don't, I don't really need to listen to Bill Simmons talk about this because I don't, I don't really care about that. And the stuff he talks about that I like, he isn't really talking about anymore because there's this huge, obviously sports are on hold. So, um, even like rewatchables, I have the rewatchables podcast on there. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to listen to almost every one, you know, especially if I'd seen the movie. Um, but now I'm kind of like, well, I don't need to listen to him talk about Godfather Part Three because I don't even like Godfather Part Three. And it's probably <laughs> one of the worst Godfathers. <laughs> so I'm just going to delete that one. I don't have to worry about it. So I feel like I'm going through and I'm doing like a different, I'm filtering them a little bit differently than I would when I knew I had the time to listen to all of them. Yeah, I'm doing a little bit of that. Um, still less. I'm I, I'm I'm letting them build up. Uh, it's a mountain I've climbed multiple times in my life of just having a huge catalog of podcasts to listen to, but yeah, but there are some specifically with the sports ones. Um, not Bill Simmons specifically for me. I, I've still been listening to all of those, even though they are different. Um, but more with Men and Blazers and this one MLS podcast that I follow. The, Men and Blazers is like, what are they talking about? Ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 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 as as entertaining as I find them, I'm less interested to hear them talk about just soccer in general, you know, than 
like e- even their interviews a lot of times I don't listen to. And yeah, so I mean, not having the weekly like recap of the Premier League, it's like, okay, well, I'll just keep downloading them and deleting them until I, yeah. there's something else to listen to. Yeah, that's how I feel. I, so Men and Blazers specifically, uh, when you said that, <clears throat> that's something where I only listen to them for the weekend recap. I usually didn't listen to their interviews. I listened to their Wayne Rooney one that was recently. Yeah. Um, one that they did. It just depended on the, the person they were interviewing. But um, yeah, once like Premier League's over, it's like there's no need for me to listen to, to them talk about whatever yeah. <laughs> they're going to talk about, you know. Um, even with like 99% Invisible and Freakonomics, I have both of those on mine too. And now I'm like, well, it really just depends on what they're talking about. Um, I follow this other one, Art of Manliness, which is mm-hmm. similar to, to those two, you know, more of like a public radio type podcast. Yep. Brett um, McKay does a really good job. I, I haven't yeah. listened to very many of the podcasts, but there was a time in my life where I read every single article from him. Yeah. I mean, there some topics are super good and other ones aren't. And um, <clears throat> like he just did one this week on uh, the importance of having some type of home gym. So, I mean, it's for right now, it's like people are thinking about that. Like, man, what do I do to be active? What do I do to work out? And so he interviews different people and almost every one of his has interview parts in it. Um, but yeah, I'm totally having to, to switch through how I listen to, I feel like the shorter ones are easier to get through. Um, any churches I listen to or even like, um, no dumb questions is easier to get through now than like a, if Dan Carlin history came out. Oh today. man. <laughs> you know that, that thing would sit like, in the I'm player put- for a long time. Oh Yeah. Like I need a good week of a lot of time to listen to Dan Carlin, yeah. you know? But it has uh, been a good trade-off, I feel like, because the reason I'm not listening to more podcasts is because like, I sit here at this desk all day working and Katie sits at this like couch behind me working. And so we're just like here in the same space all day long, which is nice. And so yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice... Like it, it stinks not having as much time to listen to the things that are really fun, but it's a whole different ball game when it comes to spending time with my wife that I've never had before. So yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I agree. Um, I keep, people keep asking me like, are you ready to go back to work? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm ready to be back to my normal routine and rhythm um, but at the same time, like you said, <clears throat> I feel like this is a, I'm never like the season we're in because of the pandemic, this isn't going to happen again. Probably, probably within like me working, you know what I mean? But like for my kids, um, especially Fenway, even Malachi, maybe he's three. So he'll probably, I don't know if he'll remember quite this, but like, Looking back on this time, Fenway will be able to remember, like, oh, my dad was home for every every day, all day long, you know? I was able to color with her and go outside, and we just talked about how to ride a bike last week. Um, That's something that we probably wouldn't have been able able to do. You know, we would have been able to do it, but it would have been harder for me to be around. Like, we would have had to plan it, but instead it's like, 
oh, let's just go outside and we're going to, oh, you want to ride your bike? Yeah, let's take the wheels off. You know, like it's more, everything seems to be more just sporadic as far as like, oh, let's go do this and do this. And I think that is what is the, like you said, the trade-off for, yeah, our routine is different, our rhythm's different. But I, I talked to Mercedes about it recently. And you remember a couple of years ago when she was on bed rest and I had to stay home every day. It's, it is, it's kind of what it reminds me of. It's that now Mercedes is able to go and do all the stuff that I can do too. And uh, I'm excited to be back to rhythm and routine. Um, but this has been like the best, you know, it's something that'll never happen ever again. Um, that kind of straight away from podcasts, but. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I totally get what you mean. Like, this isn't the ideal situation that we would have wanted to be quarantined with, uh, like not being in our house, you know, close to our things. We were talking about how hard it is to feel like you have things to do when you're not even at your own house. <laughs> like me and Katie were, has there been progress yet with the people in your home? Or are they staying or are they trying to, you know, get out sooner? Or? Yeah. I th there's only one guy left. Uh, I think he'll probably be there through the end of the lease, which is just till next Saturday. So it's already almost done, but it is definitely like a silver lining that despite it being very like unideal circumstances all around that there's this like, who knows how long span, you know, might be eight weeks, might be 10 weeks total, like where could be till August. I keep telling people August. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'll see you in August, I guess. Really is unprecedented and, and is not an easy time for a lot of people. And like, there's still question marks on, uh, like exactly what Katie's job looks like all the way through till next school year you know hopefully pay wise things don't change but who knows like that's all yeah. up in the air but regardless of that like just the fact that we have this time to spend together is like wholly unique and probably won't happen again yeah so so that is nice yeah it's hard to get that perspective too though you know like like right now I'm talking about it and it's like, Oh yeah, it's nice. Um, but tomorrow when my kids are screaming their head off and fighting at 9am, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm like, gosh, this is so irritating. Um, but even with, <laughs> even with that, um, you know, yeah, I'm never, you know, I'm never going to get to have that again. You know, make, I've made my kids breakfast every day for the past few weeks. Yeah. Uh, it's just different. Totally different but it's great. <clears throat> well, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll keep coming weekly, hopefully. And, uh, if you have any questions or topic ideas, please send those in to ask two justins at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at presets tech. And we would love to have you be a part of the show. So hopefully you'll join us there and we'll see you next time. Until then, Stay six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs>